You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. A lot of times we like to open up with a few funnies. So I, so I googled Congress jokes. I don't want to say any of them. <laughs> Some of them are good. They're from people like Will Rogers or Mark Twain. But you know, it's like it's too mean. It's just too mean. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was uh, maybe just one. I, I really like this. This one. Uh, oh yeah, this. Congress is so strange. A man gets up to speak and says nothing. Nobody listens, and then everybody disagrees. I thought that was really good. Here's a Will Rogers. I wasn't going to do this. Here's here's a Will Rogers. We could certainly slow down the aging process if it had to work its way through Congress. I thought that was great. The last one, last one, I promise. The only difference between death and taxes is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. <laughs> Not you. All those. Yeah. She says, I live in this, believe me. Okay, open your Bibles with me over to Joshua chapter one. We're just going to, uh, oh boy, yeah. We'll just, that was awesome. We're just going to introduce this subject today is all we're going to do. Uh, this, these verses have been on my heart uh, for weeks. And these are verses that I go back to time and time and time again in my own life. Uh, uh, and, and this is, of course, Joshua chapter 1. This is right after the death of Moses. And I, I just can't, I don't think we can even fathom the position that they were in at that point. If you can imagine, all those people, Moses had been the leader for that that whole generation's life and and the children that were growing up in that time. I mean, he's the only leader they'd ever known. Moses is is the one, I mean, it was the Lord, but you know, in their minds, Moses was the one that split the Red Sea. Moses was the one that got them water and got them food and all and carried them, you know, through the desert. Moses was the one that came down the mountain with the, Ten Commandments. I mean, Moses was the guy, and and their promise that they're moving toward is, you know, they're moving toward a promise. They're moving toward coming into this land that God had promised them, and then Moses dies. Moses doesn't get to go in, and Moses dies. And, and of course, we see Joshua early in all of that. He was Moses' aide. He was he was coming up. He had a real heart for God. We see all of that. But you can imagine Joshua's position. Now I'm supposed to pick this up. What shoes to fill? I mean, who would want to fill the shoes of Moses, you know? And the people, here they are. And, and we've been headed this direction. And he's the one that has, has continually led us toward the fulfillment of God's promise. And all of a sudden he's gone. And so in Joshua chapter 1, if you go back uh, to the end of Deuteronomy, there was an appropriate grieving period after Moses died. But grief is supposed to move us. Grief is an incredibly important part of going through any big loss. This doesn't have to be a death. It can be a death. 
It can be a financial loss. It could be the loss of your health. It could be the loss of a limb. It could be the loss of uh, any person around you. It could be the loss of a career, a job. I mean, there's so many big losses that we can face in life. And one of two things is going to happen. You're going to get, you're going to camp in the loss or you are eventually going to get up and keep moving toward what God promised before the loss. Everybody understand when God promises something and then there's a big loss that makes it look impossible, God knew the loss was coming before. Losses that we experience do not negate the promise of God. Losses that we experience do not uh, dissolve what God has said ahead. But we can feel in that place of loss, we can feel like, well, now this is impossible. Now, what God, what I thought God had been saying, well, that can't happen. It can't happen without that person. It can't happen without the career track I was on. Whatever it was, whatever it might be in your life, we can feel like, okay, everything changed. And sometimes it did. I have good friends who, I have several of them, who were in ministry and they were partners like Karen, Karen and I are and have been. We're called together to minister and they ministered for years. And then at some point that spouse died and they didn't know what to do. Understandably, they didn't know, okay, God, where are we going? Where, what, how do we fulfill the call on our life without that partner? I mean, it can feel like Everything has changed, and now what I thought God was saying is impossible. It can feel that way to us, but what we have to remember is that things change. God doesn't, and God's word doesn't. There may, need, there may be adjustment, and that's part of the grief process, is he will bring us from the point of loss to the point of moving forward through that process. And, and grief, is it's an individual thing. It's, uh, you know... It, it is, I believe it's designed by God to readjust us to the current uh, reality and where he wants to go from there. But the Lord comes along here, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and read down through verse 8. You just have a few verses there on your screen. Joshua chapter 1, this is from the Amplified. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, wouldn't you love to have, that's, that's what God put in his book about you, the servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, Son of Nun, Moses' minister, Moses, my servant, is dead. I never can get past that. God just says it. There's no denying the reality, the physical reality that happened. God just says, you know what? Moses is dead. But he goes on, he says, so now, now, not when it feels better, not when you have everything figured out, now arise and go over this Jordan, this Jordan, We're not going to get to all this this morning, maybe in the next few weeks. This Jordan was at flood stage. God picked the most impossible time to move him forward. He didn't didn't come and say, so in a few weeks, when the runoff's done, and you can walk across the river, okay? He said, now, cross this Jordan, now, arise Go across this Jordan, you and all these people. Your decision to arise can make the opportunity for a whole bunch of other people to go into. All right? Go into the land which I am giving to them, the Israelites. Every place upon which your foot shall tread, that I have given to you as I promised 
Moses. I, I, I love that. Where you're going to tread, I've already given. Right? Where you, where you put your and, we're not going to get there this morning. Later, what we see is that the priests carried the, the ark, the presence and the word, and until they put their feet in the obstacle, until they put their feet in that impossibility, in the Jordan, is that when they touched the water, that river split. And they were able to walk across on dry ground. God needs people who will carry his word and his anointing into what looks impossible. And when we carry his word and his anointing into what looks impossible, that's when things change, okay? So he says, every place that you're going to put your foot, so if they never put their foot there, they're not going to receive the land. It doesn't, somebody will. They're already going into a promise that was supposed to be experienced by the previous generation, but they shrank back. Hebrews tells us we're not of those who shrank back. We're of those who live by faith, Okay. But they shrank back. God still loved them. God still fed them. God still took care of them. But they didn't get to experience the fullness of what he called them to do and be. So this generation is already doing that. If this generation sits there and goes, oh, no, we're, you know, we're not following. We're not going. We're not going to do what God said. Then he'll bring up the next generation. He's going to get the promise done. Okay. He, it goes on. He says he gives them the, the limits. There are also limits to what he's calling them to from the uh, from the wilderness of this Lebanon to the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, Canaan, and to the great Mediterranean Sea on the west shall be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As it was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. He says it again, only, here this is important, Joshua, you be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. It takes courage and strength to step out into the call of God. He says, turn not from it to the right hand or the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law, the word of God shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that's written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall deal wisely and you shall have good success. We've got to stay in the word. We just heard this, right? You've got to stay in the word. All right, I have a lot to say about that, but I'm going to move on because I, I, this, there's, we need to just focus on this one thing this morning and the time we have remaining. The first thing that the Lord tells Joshua is, he says, Moses is dead. That season is done. You're in a new season. The promise hasn't changed. God's will hasn't changed, Right? But he says, first of all, arise. That one word, arise. All right. And I want to go through some definitions with you this morning. We're going to go through them quickly today. We can come back to this because we have more weeks. So that's always awesome. But this word arise appears several places in the scripture. And let's just run through these this morning. 
You okay with this? We're gonna go. We're gonna go a little long today. That's okay. Uh, so he he tells Joshua, arise. And this word is used several places in the scripture. First of all, it means to stand up. You have to go to Bible college to understand this kind of thing. But arise means stand up. It's the physical action of standing up. It means it basically means to go from laying down and how many of us feel that way when there's a big loss in our life or something is just, you know, there's just been a seismic change in our life, in the world, in something that we didn't foresee at all. And we can feel so burdened by that means to go from that position to an upright position. It also is used to speak of just going from a lower level of life to a higher level of life. Jesus said he has for us an abundant life, an abundant life. And so it's just that idea of get up, get on your feet. A lot of times when things happen that we didn't expect, the most important thing we can do is just to stand up, dust ourselves off, get on our feet, take a position spiritually, take an upright position spiritually. Stand up. You've got to get up. It's time. And notice, there was grief. There was grieving. But then the day came. Moses is dead. Now you arise. Get up. Get on your feet. And God, you know, whenever he says something like that to us, his grace is there to empower us to do that. All right? Because I know sometimes it can just feel like, you know, it can feel so difficult to us. All right, so let me just give you, this This word has a lot of different connotations in it. The next one is it means, it carries the connotation of giving honor or respect. All right, when, when somebody, you know, we start our services, we ask everybody to stand up, and then they can, they can sit down as they want. But we want to honor God coming into the room. It's something that we do for dignitaries. It's something that we do. And in in this case, spiritually, it means we start taking a heart posture that recognizes God and his authority. It recognizes, okay, things may have changed around me. Things, you know, this is not what I expected, but you know what, God, you're still God. This situation is not my God. The fallout from it is not my God. You are my God, and I give you honor and respect. I, I recognize your authority to still bring your word to pass in, in life in a way that I may not be able to understand or, or see right now. Okay? This word means to move. Do something. God's saying, do something. Moses is dead. Get up. Do something. Take the next step as the Lord directs. Do the next right thing. All right, we say that all the time. Do the next right thing. And that next right thing might seem really small. Might seem just really small. I think, you know, the example we've heard many times is, I don't know what to do. Lord came uh, into this woman's life and said, do the next right thing. And the next right thing is to change the baby's diaper. But move, move. Okay, don't just run off. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when the Lord gets you up, he'll have he'll have a next step. Just begin to move. All right, this word means to recover. 
means to be revived in the presence of God again, to recover your strength, to recover your focus, to recover your peace, to recover, to come out of disappointment many times, to, to recover hope. You know, uh, and in uh, Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out Why? So that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Remember, repent isn't always about sin. It's about changing our mind to think like God thinks. Coming away from our thoughts and grabbing hold of God's thoughts. That's repentance. And then that moves into our actions. Okay, so sometimes we just need to let the Lord revive us. And in order to do that, we have to change our thinking. Does that make sense to you? Okay, it means to be validated or to belong. I love that. When we rise up, that means we are once again recognizing and accepting our position in Christ. God didn't bring me to this point to let me fail. God didn't bring me to this point and then just abandon me. I, I, I belong to him. All right, I am, I am in Christ. I am his child God is here. God is for me. We sang this morning, all right, he's the keeper of my future. It doesn't all just depend on me doing all the right things. God is the keeper of my future. I'm validated. I belong to the Lord. He's not going to just leave me here. I like this one. This word is sometimes used to, meaning to appear, to appear. Sometimes in order to arise, you just need to start showing up again. Because when things like that happen in our life, there's some you know big change like that. Our natural tendency for many of us is to disappear. It's to isolate. It's to pull back. You know, for a wide variety of reasons, we want to hide. But the Lord needs us to show up. Show up. Show up again in God's plan. Show up again with God's family. Show up again. I always think of Pastor Charles Neiman uh, when his wife Rochelle, after, gosh, what, 40 years of ministry together or something, his wife Rochelle passed away a number of years ago now. He, it, it, was, it was right after Christmas time. They were having, I think it was either their Christmas service or their New Year's Eve service was happening. She died. The service was happening that night. He went to church. And he tells that story and he said, I just knew I had to be in church. It wasn't, he wasn't putting on a show. He wasn't, he just, yeah, he was absolutely crushed on the inside, but he needed to be in church. He needed to be where he could get fed and and ministered to. All right. Uh, This word means to be established, to build strength and endurance. All right. It refers back to us learning how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. When things are hard, you got to get up. You got to go before the Lord. You got to get in his word. You got to let him strengthen you. And it means to be victorious. All right. The Lord has called us to a victorious life. All right. Over sin and all of its ugly children, but also uh, in, in life, what he has called us to. He says, if you'll Meditate the word day and night. Get up. Get into me. You're going to be successful and prosperous at everything you set your hand to do. I'll just read you this verse and and we're done. I'll let you go this morning. 
And we'll come back to this. Isaiah 60, verse 1 from the Amplified, it uses the same word. And it says, Arise from the depression and prostration in which your circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The two primary things in that verse are arise. And as you arise, the things that God puts into you to enable you to stand up in whatever that situation is, those things will also begin to shine out of you. In other words, bring light to other people around you. We saw there that Joshua was told, arise, get up, go across this Jordan, you and all these people. God builds us, he strengthens us, he releases his glory into our life, and that's a wonderful thing. But part of the reason he does, he certainly does that for us, but he also does that so that what he puts into you that enables you to get back on your feet can pour out to other people around you. We are always called to release what God builds into us. The revelation he gives to you And you don't even necessarily know what's happening. You just feel like you're getting on your feet. You're just trying to go forward. But there's an anointing to that. What God builds into you, there's an anointing to it. And it begins to minister to and build people around you. All right. So we'll just start there. We'll let that go for this week. And uh, we'll come back to this. I always love that I have another week. Like I was saying, until Jesus comes and then who cares? None of us are going to, you know. So why don't we stand up and pray together this morning. And Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. What a great time in your presence today. What an awesome time, Lord. And, and Father, we thank you so much for your word. And I just want to pray for anybody in this room or anybody joining us online this morning, Father, who is in that place where their circumstances have them pressed down. Lord, we sang about breaking chains this morning. So many elements to what you've done this morning. And Lord, we pray once again, anybody who is under a big change, a big loss, a big uncertainty in their life, we pray, Father, for them this morning to stand up again to stand up in you, to once again receive what you're breathing into them. Lord, to once again remember, Holy Spirit, you bring to remembrance the words that God has spoken to us. Lord, I I believe this morning you give them, you show them that next step, even if it's a tiny step, that next right thing. And that, Lord, as they obey that step, there is another step and another step. Father, we thank you that your grace always empowers us to do what you call us to do that so many times seems so impossible. But Father, we pray, Lord, over just over anyone who's in that place, God, that this morning they would stand up and you would show them the way forward to walking into your promise and bringing others along with them. And we thank you for that this morning, Lord. For anybody who's out there listening, whether they come later and listen to the podcast or, or Father, uh, again, any that are here, any that are out there, Father, we have heard your word today on many levels. And Father, we receive it. And Father, we pray that every one of us know you better this morning before we leave this place than we did when we came in. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. 
So we're going to be dismissed. There's great snacks out there as always. Encourage you to stay around, fellowship, build some good, strong friendships this morning. And uh, we'll say this on the count of three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. And we will be dismissed. Lauren, again, thank you so much for sharing. Welcome anytime. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. Amen. If you need personal prayer, come on up after. Thank you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.